Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. Hey guys, welcome to Stirring the Pot with Drift Kitchen. I am one of your hosts, Taylor, and I'm here with Kim and Alexis. All right, so our guest today is going to be Lauren Neighbors, and just in the spirit of one of the things that Lauren does, we are going to talk about video games, because I think that's kind of all of us. We all really like video games. Uh, Taylor, you're a Super Mario girl. I know that. I do. I do love Super Mario. I've watched you play for hours. <laughs> um. I I don't know. As a kid, I mostly played Dreamcast, I guess. That was my first console, I remember. I didn't have a Dreamcast. I didn't oh, either. I had no. uh, Crazy Taxi, and what was that boat racing game? Uh, Hydro something. See, I wasn't a Dreamcast girl. I was, like, either Nintendo or, like, PlayStation growing up. Those nice. are the only two consoles I really... Oh, we did own Xbox, but I kind of, like, branched off and stayed with PlayStation. See, I was pretty much strictly Nintendo. I started with Super NES, and then I went to N64 from there. And do you have like going on. Nintendo tattoos? Uh? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so like, <laughs> yeah, we have the Nintendo and Dreamcast. We didn't have a PlayStation, or like for a while. Really? I was. We've played our fair share of like Mario Kart on N64. Yeah, we've had some pretty insane Mario Kart battles. I feel like at one point we were just carried around with us so that if we went anywhere, we were like, you guys want to play N64? It's in the car. Who's your go-to character, though? Yoshi. What about you, Taylor? Me? Yeah, from Mario Kart. Princess Peach. Really? Oh, I can see Princess that. <laughs> and she's wearing pink, too, with her blonde hair. I go for Bowser. Uh, Zelda. That was one of my favorites growing up, and I know you you have Majora's Mask on your thigh. I do. That's not even my favorite game, though. What? I liked Ocarina of Time better. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about not Zelda. I was like, wow, you didn't like Zelda that much? I was like, pretty big tattoo for a game you don't like that much. I just, (laughs) I like the whole idea behind people wearing different masks, and it's almost kind of ironic now, that game, because everybody wears masks. Yeah, <laughs> I love that game, but it's funny looking back because, you know, it used to scare the shit out of me. And uh, which is the one uh, was it working at a time where they would turn into zombies at night in the town. I got like it got dark and all the townspeople. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that would scare the shit out of me. And of course, uh, was that like, was um, I think that was actually Majora's Mask. Though. Was it? Yeah, that was terrifying. Um, don't love scary games. You can watch scary movies, but that's because their death is not my option. Whereas video games are like i chose that route i sucked my character died and i have to know that real life <laughs> probably imitates art <laughs> so i don't know so yeah zelda was a big one um taylor grand theft auto grand theft auto i played that on the computer first i feel like grand theft auto is like the only game i don't play like i i've never played like the actual campaign like i always just kind of like steal cars shoot people <laughs> isn't that the whole point of the game no there's actual like missions yeah, that you have to do it's, it's an actual video game oh, okay like it has a story <laughs> i thought the whole purpose was just stealing cars and like it still is but with a story <laughs> what about guitar hero i love guitar hero oh, i was and i was good see i wasn't good i would always try and do bass because it required less fingers and i <laughs> i was like i can't do it you know, I played guitar for so many years, and I just wasn't good at Guitar Hero. Uh, I Yeah, I would play. It was fun, as long as I kept mine on, like, easy mode. I was like, look, guys, 
I'm playing with you. <laughs> and they're all like super hard. I could do hard and then I could do some songs, maybe like one song an expert. Could I do it now? Probably not. Game's not good for your confidence. If you fuck up a little bit, the audience starts booing you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a teenager. I looked for it the other day. I have the guitar upstairs and I have the game console, but I can't find the CD. Yeah, you have to have like the whole fucking setup though, don't you? a lot of no. pieces well just i mean maybe you're thinking garage band or oh. garage yeah uh, i didn't know there was a difference yeah there's like a drum yeah. set with uh the garage, garage band, band. Yeah. yeah this is just just you're the... just talking simple like guitar yeah. yeah see the only drum set i remember is like there was this game that was like guitar hero but it was for drums and it was a donkey kong game and you had bongos oh, it was great the bongo yeah one. <laughs> mm-hmm. that one was pretty fun you had to buy the bongos yeah to play it yeah that was cool i like that one i think nowadays i play a lot of call of duty lately i've been playing yeah i'm not very good online my reflexes i am not good online oh it's so embarrassing i'm just like i'm just gonna start telling people i'm 10 years old i just like the zombies on the call of duty the sims the sims Sims. that's my only other thing i know that's computer game but like seriously i wasted so many years of my teenage years (laughs) Just trying to, to have the else. perfect life. Dude, I yeah. still have all the CDs upstairs, like yeah. a box of all the different Sims. I would just rosebud the cheat code, the shit yeah. out of that, and I'd be like, wow, I am so successful. I would just start working on their, like, skills, so I would just start with one skill and, like, max it out, and I'm like, I'm rich, I have all this money, I can do whatever I want. And I liked the design aspect of it. I don't know, I like designing my house and... I think that was the best part. You ever spend so much time making your family and designing your house, but by the time you go to play it, you're like, I'm tired of this. I need to walk <laughs> away and you don't even like play the family because you're like, I, I don't, just spent 24 hours on this. I don't think I ever really did play the family that much. I think I mostly did the rosebud cheat to get the money and then <laughs> just design houses. So I used to want to do like the super gothic house, obviously. <laughs> of course, um, the castle thing. Well, I wanted to have a whole graveyard at the house, so I would have to figure out a way to like kill, kill the family, so I would just <laughs> have them in the pool, and then yeah. you had the cheat code to take like the, the ladder, ladder out. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever, did you ever like make your crush on the Sims and stuff? I no, that'd be <laughs> embarrassing. Ew. No, did you? Uh, no. No, never. me either. So weird. Taylor? So- Taylor's like all of them. <laughs> I, mean, I designed a house for each and every one of them. <laughs> it was a town of handsome men. <laughs> all the weird games like Glover, Banjo Kazooie, uh, obviously Donkey Kong, but they had all these like spin off Donkey Kongs, like uh, the Diddy Kong cr- Quest on uh, Super NES. That was a good one. Did Please oh, let me know. Have you guys ever played Fur Fighters? No. <laughs> no, but I have to ask Sounds what the hell it, it was. It was on Dreamcast, <laughs> and it was like, it was pretty brutal, actually. It was um, a fighting game. With where fur? You would, like, no, you would pick these animals. Here's like, I'm going to show them a picture. Like, you would not, like, you if you were the dog. It was actually pretty intense. I don't know. I hope someone listening has played Fur Fighters. I'm sure somebody's played Fur Fighters. I've never heard of it. I haven't either. I don't know why. I remember playing a lot of Mortal Kombat as a child. I mean, it's essentially like that, but animals. I don't know. It's wild. 
like, and you like, go around and collect things and you save like <laughs> it sounds like a child's game because you go around and you like save these little puppies and kittens but like it's actually pretty brutal <laughs> jesus oh my god have you guys ever this is like the dumbest game this is like so stupid did you guys ever play harvest moon Yes. Oh my God. Thank you, Manny. <laughs> you were just a farmer and like you had to go pick your wife. You had to like, go what? Fair. You're pick like, your wife? Yeah. You could like <laughs> pick your wife. You could like get a cow. You could go fishing, I think. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, this, game, this game was great. If anyone. Yeah. Harvest Moon. Fucking sick. If you like farm work. This is the game and, for and you. And picking your wives, picking I guess. Your wife. You can pick your wife. It's so, really cool. You get to go to like town fairs and stuff. It's it's not good graphics, but it's. it's Are they like on a pedestal? Uh, like the wives? What? No. Well, you get to pick one. It's like, I don't know. It's like I was a child. I didn't really read too much into it. It's like, cool. Which wife will fare me well? I don't know. I was just a baby, just picking a life. <laughs> I don't know if either of you played it, and I don't know what the name of the game is, but you have this little, like, it's like a sticky rice ball or something, and the whole point of the game is you're picking up objects, but you can't pick up things that are bigger than the rice ball, only things that are smaller, but it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger until eventually it, like, takes over the whole world. <laughs> is this, like, a cell phone game? No, it was for a console. I can't even remember which one it was, but it was one of the most addicting fun games ever because, you know, each item was like a different point or something. So like you start up picking pencils and like paper clips and then eventually you're like <laughs> taking over cities. Uh, enough of our silly nonsense. Now to bring on our good friend Lauren. She drifts, she develops video games, and she also runs her own business, Doggy Style Racing. And uh, welcome, Lauren. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm a little flustered, but we got it working. We had to use the web browser for some reason. It just wasn't taking any meeting IDs, which is annoying, but we're here. Yeah, I mean, we can just get started with what got you into drifting. Um, you know, technically there was an ex-boyfriend involved, but I feel like there is actually just, he explained the concept of drifting to me, uh, one time when we were driving around and I was just like, wow, this sounds like black magic. You're so passionate about it. Tell me more about it. Show me like, I want to know more. And he's just like, oh no, it's super dangerous. I don't want to kill you. And like, you wouldn't catch on even if, you know, you did try it and stuff. And at the time I was like 18, you know, and only drove automatic, but that didn't sit well with me. You know, you can't tell me like what I can and can't do. So um, it took me some time, uh, you know, cause I was going through school and focusing on career stuff, but um, you know, eventually fast forward, I'm dating Tyler, my current boyfriend. I'm like, Tyler, let's go to formula drift, you know? And so I got the experience like as a spectator and it took some time, but eventually Tyler's like, why don't we actually do this? So we kind of got into it together at the same time so I didn't know that which yeah. formula drift was it uh formula drift long beach i want to say in 2016 nice, so that yeah. was back when you were living out there right mm -hmm. yeah so I'm, I'm from southern california i've also lived in northern california but when i did live anywhere in cali i always drove back whether it was irwindale or long beach to go to formula drift <laughs> it's a big thing <laughs> oh wow that's awesome yeah, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you're living in Texas now. You've lived in right. Cali and you've lived in, in Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> uh, which one do you think has the best drifting scene? 
You can be oh, honest. Man. Yeah, we won't get offended. Well, I don't feel like no, ours is it's fair to really judge on my experience because like when I lived in Southern California, I really didn't drift much. I knew I wanted to, but um, it was just not the right time. Uh, but I did get to be a part of a couple like weird text clubs in Northern California when I lived in, in the Bay Area. And we would drive uh, canyon roads of Northern California and find like a skid pad out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, people would drift out there, you know, and none of us knew what each other's name were. It was super secretive. It was really weird, but it was actually really fun. Um, that's the only experience really that I have drifting out there. I kind of stayed away from Sonoma drift nights because I was worried that I was going to be sucked into this too quickly. <laughs> so I didn't start drifting until I was like living on the East coast and went to drift kitchen events. Those were my first events. The drift kitchen was your first event? Yeah, the one in Thompson, Connecticut in 2019. Okay, so I feel like this one's appropriate then. So when we did first meet you, you were driving the E30. But <laughs> then you've had the S13 and the E36 to drift. Which do you prefer? I feel like that's also a question I can't really answer because... All right, here, here's the deal. So the E30 initially was co-owned, and I wanted it to stay stock. Like, I didn't wasn't feasible for me to like build this crazy car but Tyler had a different idea and it's always been like his vision and stuff with you know how he wanted to build this car so it quickly became his car that I was also driving <laughs> uh and then I quickly started realizing you know that if something were to break while I drove that I would directly like you know interfere with events he wanted to drive so I needed my own car and I ended up buying this S13 because I thought it was a good idea at the time. But it's really not set up very well. And I'm kind of chasing somebody else's half-assed build. And there's a lot of variables to kind of um, figure out where I want to go with it to make it drivable how I need it to be. Uh, I thought it was a bucket list car. But to be honest with you, I'd never driven one before owning one. So it was yeah, it was a toss-up, and it ended up not working out very well. So I ended up buying an E36, and I love it, you know. And it's and pretty much OEM car. It's got an angle kit on it, but it's really fun to drive. I like how much throttle commitment you need to have to drive it. So I guess I'd like driving BMWs, but I don't know the full spectrum, so I can't say whether or not that's, like, my choice or not. Yeah, I was going to say, but E36 is definitely a popular choice. That would definitely be so fun. Yeah, and they're so cheap, too. It, it's kind of nice that it doesn't, my car in particular, doesn't look very great because I feel, like, way more comfortable getting in it. Like, the S13 that I have has this, like, pretty rare BN Sport um, body kit on it, and I'm afraid of messing it up because I don't want to pay for another one, you know? It so it's nice at nice. this stage not worrying about it because it's one less thing that I have to consider when I'm out there just doing my thing and trying to progress. Do you have a lot of plans for it this year? I do, but I'm actually like, I'm kind of taking a step back to kind of focus on uh, my, my career here, which is normally in game development. Um, I've taken a while, you know, from it to kind of develop my own uh, business, but I do have a lot of things. I just don't want to get mad at myself if, you know, I come out of off season and not a lot's done, but I will say that like, I definitely plan to have a cage because I'm an A group driver, but I drive with B group because I don't have a sufficient cage, which is totally fine. Like I understand <laughs> what, 
why, but you know, it would be great to start tandeming soon. Let's see. I, I see. I feel like I can't even ask about Club Loose Texas because, like, we haven't gotten a chance to go down there yet. <laughs> I can't wait really to go down there this year. Yeah. I know. We're, we're looking forward to finally having a chance to go down to Texas. Oh, I miss you guys so much. Yeah, it was rough because I planned on going to the Texas one and the NOLA event. I and oh, I did you <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, last year sucked. <laughs> that one sucked. Yeah, just know that, like, I, I don't blame you guys at all. It's just, you know, let's just wrap it up as 2020 in a nutshell. But um, next year, for sure, because I 2019, my first year drifting, like, I went to, I think, all three of you guys' events. And then this year, I plan on going to two, the ones that I could make it to, at least. But, yeah, next year. <laughs> it's all right. 2021 is going to be really good. good. Yeah. So, um. I wanted to get into uh, what you do for work and like what got you into it because you have a pretty unique uh, job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally I, I work in video game development. Um, I've taken a break for a little bit as a caveat, just, you know, I formed my own small business. Like I finally had an idea that I'm just like, Oh my God, I, I feel like this is a good idea. I want to roll with it. But you know, normally I take contract gigs uh, and I work a lot of overtime when I was um, working in New York City, which is when I lived in Jersey, um, I was working seven days a week. I really didn't have that much time. So I, you know, wanted to take some time after the contract to kind of like, you know, get my business started and stuff. But normally I'm, I'm a lighting artist. Um, I work on anything from lighting game levels to cinematics, both of them. Um, I work on atmospheric type effects. Uh, so like God rays and like particles in the air and stuff and camera effects and post-processing stuff, that kind of thing. Yeah, I've seen some of your work on Facebook. That's uh, that's insane. I wouldn't even know what to start. I'm like, well, that's beyond my comprehension. I'm like, but it looks good. Like, some of those things, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I'm like, good job. I don't, I don't know how to do that, but that's, I can tell it's good. I'm like, shit, because you posted more. I remember it was like sunset and everything. It looks super cool with the lighting on the car. I was like, damn, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly the the reaction I wanted to get. So thank you so much. Yeah, the one of the best things that I can hear is like, wow, I didn't realize that's not a picture. And I'm like, yes, I did my job. <laughs> yeah, no, it looks so like super real. It's insane. Meanwhile, we're still working on MS Paint. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, now you have an awesome graphic designer, Kim. You, your artwork is always inspiring to me. You know, thank God. So, the go awesome. <laughs> I know her cheeks are all pink. I know. I know. Like, thank you. I yeah. never know how to respond to compliments. I'm like, stop. I need a poster from you. Like, I was super stoked for the Drift Kitchen 2020 poster, Ooh. and that didn't happen. So, <laughs> next year. <laughs> Club Loose one with Drift Kitchen, I think, was my favorite. That one, and that one took the shortest amount of time because I was basically just taking Quentin Tor Tarantino's photo and just turning it into like a, a I love it. Death Proof was such an amazing movie. It, it was like a combination of so many favorite things, including like Drift Kitchen, Club Loose, and Quentin Tarantino. I'm like, yeah, yes, absolutely. That's my kind of combo. Perfect. So uh, tell us a little bit about doggy style racing. So my, my small business is called Doggy Style Racing. Um, yeah, it's a ridiculous name, but it was something that stuck as far as like an aesthetic brand for dogs that's like car culture themed. And I kind of just went with it, you know. 
Um, some people haven't been taking to the name pretty well, just like how some people don't like the name Drift Kitchen, you know. But I don't know. I don't think that we should be taking it too seriously. Like, it's it's a brand that's kind of ridiculous. It's actually a parody brand. Like, uh, a lot of the products I make are uh, based off of existing um, harness brands, but but changing them into dog-themed stuff like Barco and Barcada. And you can imagine what, what names that I took those from. But, you know, it's, it's a parody brand. Uh, it's not meant to be taken too seriously. And it's, it's been really fun. Like, it's been awesome to, to look at my products and other dogs and stuff. And the, this little niche community that I knew existed out there, you know. And because my brand launched in 2020, you know, 100% of everything's been over social media. But it's been really cool to find that niche. Yeah, Alexis actually got me one for my birthday. Like, not for me. But, like, for my dog. <laughs> so like, it is kind of for you, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I wear it alone. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's super good quality, though. It's, like, it's not cheap at all. It's, like, it's a solid collar. I think Thank you, pretty, yeah. I think you can take that really far. Yeah. Yeah, I want to start making car, uh, sorry, dog harnesses that are inspired by car harnesses. Um, that's definitely the the plan. Um, I will have to be like, you know, fitting a, a lot of extra dogs, you know, to do this. I only have one dog myself. So, you know, that's kind of the next step here. And it's how quarantine is kind of, um, and the pandemic is kind of limiting me from what I can do right now. But I will say that, you know, they're Good things coming in 2021. So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> that's awesome. I was going to say, you just like have to ask other people if you can like borrow and measure their dog for a moment. Right. Can I be weird for a second and measure your dog? Yeah, you just carry around a tape measure. <laughs> Creep people right. out. They're like, exactly. why are you sizing up my dog? Yeah. Um, no, I, I definitely have, you know, plans to expand the brand. Uh, it's just started out in 2020, but to be honest with you, the timing with the pandemic has been the worst ever. So I'm understanding of that. I wasn't expecting, you know, my brand to be super successful in the first year anyway, but, you know, I did invest in some things like an industrial sewing machine so I can, you know, sew these products at the best of my ability. Um, you know, I have a lot of resources. Actually, most of the stuff that I found is from sale making, like uh, that directly correlates to how, um, you know, the quality of products and stuff are pretty much like uh, they're all from a sale making company, the, the hardware and stuff that I buy and technique that I use to sew it. <laughs> Yeah, it's insane. You guys listening should definitely check out Doggy Style Racing. I got to get one for Diesel. Yeah, I know Diesel. Diesel yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys wanted to check it out, it's uh, Doggy Style Dot Racing on Instagram, and then I believe just Doggy Style Racing uh, on Facebook. If you just type that in the search bar, hopefully you don't get any weird results. Otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's so funny that you say that about the name. I feel like people take stuff so seriously sometimes. I didn't even think of it that way. Uh, oh really? I no. I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's what made it so funny. And that's why it's like, I don't know, I feel like that kind of grabs people's attention. And it's like same with drift it sticks. Like some people yeah. are like, whoa. That sounds offensive. I should look into it. <laughs> right. And you guys brought up an interesting point. I think it was like episode two, maybe episode one. You're talking about like how Drift Kitchen's origins and how people were perceiving it. 
I took it like at the beginning, I was just like, I, I kind of like was taken aback at very first. And then I'm just like, you know what? That's pretty awesome because you can reclaim like the whole, you know, get in the kitchen, make me a sandwich thing. Cause we're not in the kitchen. We're out there shredding and doing awesome things. And I mean, it's not to say you can't be a fan of cooking or being in the kitchen, but you also drift. And I think that's so cool. You know, it's kind of like taking back that stupid stereotype that people say all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. I think. I mean, that's love a, it. right. Yeah. Dude, I love it. Um, so there is actually something that we said in one of our podcasts that you disagreed with us on. Yeah, Lauren. Oh, <laughs> um, about that. <laughs> okay, talking about the thin thing. Well, I don't necessarily like disagree with you. Uh, I just had a completely different experience than you. So I'm not discounting like your experience whatsoever. But I will say that progressing with the simulator, um, you know, obviously I started in 2020 or 2019, and then you know the pandemic happened. Uh, so I have this wheel that my brother gifted me like six years ago. And I finally got to, you know, really sit down and take it seriously. And there was, you know, um, an exponential growth curve here where it started out really, really slow. And then at the point where I got over the fact that you can't feel the car transition, you don't know where the engagement points are. And also, you know, different car packs and tracks are going to be different. They're going to handle differently and stuff like, um, you know, I, I feel like, um, is it possible for you guys, like how much time have you actually spent with the, uh, with your guys' simulators? Like, is it possible that you haven't gotten over that visual or like not visual, but like that feeling of, of drifting and kind of using the visual cues and audio cues to kind of get over that? I don't know. We, we were up until like 2 a.m. one night before a drift event and all we were doing was the club loose course. And I was just throwing <laughs> the entries over and over. It was pretty funny i felt like i did worse the next day because i was so sleep deprived oh no no i wish <laughs> yeah we had, i wish we had one though um we got reese has one so that's where we we played it but yeah i, wish yeah. We had one. I think that would be actually um i'm like super curious about what your setup is because like i know nothing about um the simulators just like like she said we went down a philly and played on races um so i'm kind of mm -hmm. curious like what you have to get to to set one up? Well, I, I do feel like several things are really important um, to kind of help transition you from the simulator into a car and vice versa, honestly, too. Uh, one is like the seat position. So the closer you sit, like in an actual car-like position, I feel like that, that goes a long way. Um, the type of wheel that I have personally isn't the best one on the market, but I've got a lot of seat time out of it. And, um, you know, I still felt like I got the technique from it. The, the wheel hub, uh, pedal and shifter set that I had is all Logitech G27. Um, Tyler had one as well that broke, um, <laughs> a long story, but he ended up upgrading to the Fanatec mid-tier CSL Elite. Um, we have, you know, setups that are like set up similarly, but he now has a different wheel and it's definitely better as far as, you know, the force feedback and stuff, responsiveness. But um, I still feel like there's a lot to get out of the, the lower um, price wheels and hubs such as Logitech. Uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much 
Oh, oh no. Um, our stand is made out of two by fours. It's nothing crazy. We actually do have a two bender, but we're just like, nah, like that's going to take too long. Like just make it out of wood, you know? <laughs> and what else? We have a handbrake set up and Tyler ended up mapping that to a button. So uh, it's basically because otherwise you can just map it to whatever button is on your wheel setup. Normally the wheels like have buttons on them. But sometimes, you know, when the wheels completely rotated, it's hard to find where where that button is, for example. So we actually have a pull down lever that we just got. Like it's an actual it's an actual handbrake and it's from China. I don't know what what brand it is, but it was like, you know, 15 bucks shipped and we mapped that to a button. So that's what we use. I think that's pretty much it for our setup. I think my problem with it too probably didn't help that like I used to play it with like the Oculus VR and that mm -hmm. headset. I think I just mm -hmm. used to get way too nauseous because like I feel like yes. my body, it's not actually feeling the driving, but my head, it's just like it would just fuck up my day. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, yeah. No, anybody who says that, you know, VR is not unsettling obviously hasn't experienced it like as anybody else because I I personally have had a lot of uh, middle ear surgeries and I need my eyesight to kind of see like where the level ground is or else I completely get nauseous when I wear VR headsets because it completely yeah. brings you out of reality you know I don't think I've ever tried a VR headset before. I, I think I would get nauseous. See, it's really cool and it sucks because I feel like I'm missing out on video game future because I'm like, no, I just, my body can't handle it. You guys go on without me. I'll stick to a TV screen, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it may be something that, you know, you can overcome, like maybe seasickness is kind of the same thing, but um, I just haven't messed with it because anything that makes me feel sick, I'm obviously just like, yeah, you know, maybe I should just not do that. So yeah. we, we have an HTC Vive set, but I pretty much just bought it for Tyler I say that's since just, I've got messed up ears. But, is that the multiple screens? Uh, the Vive headset um, is just the, the VR headset, and otherwise we just use just a single screen, to be honest with you. Uh, it's mounted in to a wall uh, in this really tiny bedroom that we have. So we don't really have the space for, for a lot of monitors. Plus we, for our actual, you know, work setup, we have multiple monitors. So it's, it's a lot. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Um, what other hobbies do you have? Oh, I think, I want to mention kickboxing because it's it's been so cathartic and stuff and you know going through New York like I didn't feel confident with defending myself uh and um yeah I got into that and also roller skating I also love dogs I just love being with my dog and going outside with my dog that sounded so lame <laughs> we tried kickboxing for a couple of weeks we yeah did, we did good and then we fell off the wagon <laughs> it's so expensive i want to get back into it i have my own like standing bag set up but it's it's a lot yeah we just have a bag but oh yeah <laughs> it's cathartic i love it um so as far as drifting goes um if you could drift anywhere in the world where would it be and yeah. That's such a good one. And especially now, like sim driving, like I'm driving so many good ones. And I'm just like, wow, this would be so cool in person. And I feel like my my top one would probably be a course in Japan. But it really depends on where my skill level is at at the time. 
if my skill level was where it's at right now, then probably Tamada Sportsland. If if it was a little bit better, then uh, maybe Mahon would be awesome. And then if it got really good, Minami. That jump scares me. <laughs> you don't have to do the jump. I don't, but I feel like I also mess it up with like the um, how you have to position your car and stuff. Like it's so easy to lose it. Yeah, that whole that entire track is just like a mindfuck. It's really cool. I, I want to get to the point where I feel confident to drift it, but it, it really just depends on when, you know, we take a trip to Japan. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are other tracks, like, uh, that I have on my bucket list, like, NOLA, for sure. That was, I had so much FOMO when you guys were out there, but also um, I got to drive uh, on simulator. Somebody made it. Um and that was just like, I, I felt really confident on that track. And it's just like this, I get this, you know, this is rad, you know, so I want to drive it. Was it the kart track or was it the, uh, um, the, I believe it's a kart track. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be doing the kart track anymore there or not. Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> Yeah, that, and also, I never got to drive English Town. I always spectated. I never actually drove it, and I'm really sad about that. Well, You're going to have to make a trip. Yeah, exactly. Trip up here. I know. I would have, honestly, if 2020 wasn't how it ended out, I probably would have taken a trip out there because I really want to drive it. You could just fly out here, and then you can drive my car. <laughs> <gasps> I would love that. I mean, it probably won't be as fun, but, you know. See? <laughs> I probably you break something. No, I'm, I'm driving my stock E36 now. Like, it'll be fun. Actually, hopefully by then, the knuckles will be in. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah see? <laughs> so, now you should think about attending a future event when scheduled. No, I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one at this point. I was going to say East Coast Bash, maybe. That one's my favorite. And BMI. BMI was really good this year. It was the first year, but it was, mm -hmm. I would say, very comparable to East Coast Bash and, like, levels of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would probably be a two-day event. Yeah. Was, yeah, BMI was two days, and then East Coast Bash is, is it two? East or is Coast it Bash is two days. Two days. Yeah, but yeah. did they do Friday night drift party on East Coast Bash? No, it's usually Saturday, Sunday. Okay. All right, so How is seat time, though, at East Coast Smash? Because maybe I should consider a one-day event. Oh, there's because... secrets to it. There's secrets to it. I don't want to say it on the podcast <laughs> because then everybody's going to do the thing. No, you can see what's going on. She'll, she'll DM you. Yeah, I'll DM you on it. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> that has, you know, an effect, too, is, you know, how many laps they get out of it. But I don't know if you guys heard about the um, tariffs or taxes on tires and stuff, but it might get uh, crazy expensive in May. Luckily, I go through, like, two tires in a season. <laughs> it, well, I was going to be turbocharging my E36. Um, long story short, I just have an extra turbo because the one in my S13 was too big, but now I'm just going to sell that. So I was going to turbo the E36, but now I'm just like, I don't want to eat through tires so quickly. Maybe it's just, I should just cage it, do other things to it, wait on the turbo. Yeah, I don't blame you at all. Honestly, tires get expensive, and that's a big part of having more power. Is just it's so fun. 
You know, I feel like either it's going to go, people are, are going to find other ways to get tires to source them, or they're going to start doing wet track driving, which I mean is fine, but it's not as like fun for like photos and for the spectacle, you know, for spectators. Stock car driving. Everyone's going to go back. It's to so bad to see the tires, <laughs> you know, like massive smoke everywhere. It's part of the sport, I feel like. Yeah, that's kind of what makes it fun. I feel like if FD has like a rainy event, it's like, oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. It sucks. They're all going 25 and like no smoke. You're just sitting there miserable and wet. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I got a sweet umbrella from the rainiest FD Yeah, ever. but you can't even use them in the stands or else people yeah. get mad. It's like... They just want you to buy them, but you can't use them. <laughs> I've so been there before where I wanted to buy one and needed one, but I didn't want to feel like a jerk. Yeah, that's the problem. It's like you're selling these, but if I use these, there's going to be an announcement asking people with umbrellas to stand down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, that was a massive waste of $20. It's like, we're not all like umbrella girls. They have like the giant ones too. And I should be like, why do they get to do it? <laughs> I just wanted to give it a try. Yeah. You paid them to be there. I paid to be here. I should be able to use my umbrella more than they can. Who cares if they get a little sunburn? They've been in a car all day. I've been sitting here watching them <laughs> in the sun, especially at wall. That is just, there is no shade at wall. It is like, oh my God. Oh, I'm going to be so happy for them to go to English Town. Yeah. Oh, That's going to be amazing. FD, big English Town is going to be pretty cool. I've been cool, waiting for I that think. moment my whole life, I feel like. Yeah, it's a better viewing track, too, because you can see from all angles. They're seating <laughs> all across. So it's not just like wall where it's like you're on one side. It's, it looks cool. I'm excited to see how it's set up. It got, you know, kind of dicked this year. Or this past year, they couldn't do it because uh, of COVID. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Thanks, like, COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2020, man. Yeah. All the fun stuff got canceled. <laughs> well, not all the fun stuff. Surprisingly, there were still some things that were, like, going on that was, like, worthwhile. Just think of the t the pro bro down after FD. That's going to be the best day ever. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's going to be great. I'm excited. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Woo, we got off, off track again. But I'm stoked for next year and, you know, upcoming events. I need that to hold on to. Yeah, I, what what are your plans for next year? Are you going to do a bunch of events? Or? Oh, gosh. Well, I'm hoping to, for sure. I don't know how things are going to go, you know, and uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But, I mean, I'm definitely going to be getting as much seat time as I can. Cool. So. Yeah, oh, out here at Club Loose, Texas. I feel like more confident with my driving to go check out more of Lone Star events. Um, I haven't done that thus far. I've just done uh, Club Loose, Texas. That's awesome. You've been killing it out there. Yeah, it's so are. awesome watching your progression. <laughs> and you yeah, made a class this year, right? Oh my God. Yeah, that was insane. I um, So I, I went from C to A in one event, which is crazy. Um, but to be, to be fair, like they had a private event, uh, a few weeks before and it wasn't, it was run by the same event, but, or same people, but for COVID reasons, they limited to how many people were actually driving, but they didn't level anybody up. And the next event was called level up moves. So, um, I do feel like, you know, every event I've been in different 
wildly different setup cars and stuff. And I was really struggling to transition one to another in the burnout box. So I never like made it out of the burnout box until like this private event. And then there's just like, Oh shit, you know, and I was in a dialed in car. I was in Tyler's E36 and they're just like, wow, she actually can drive like sick, you know? (laughs) So, um, yeah. So the next event I went from C to A. Hell yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) What is your dream? What is your dream drift car? Oh gosh. I can't really say, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know the full spectrum. And I figured that out when I bought my S13. I'm just like, Oh, this is so cool. Like this is a bucket list car. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. It was not the bucket list item I expected. Um, I mean, I could tell you all the different kind of cars that I really like the design of and love the sound of, but if I haven't driven it, I can't say that it's like a, uh, yeah, my dream car. You what know? about just like like looks wise? Um, I set it up how you want, but I definitely have plans to make my E36 look better. Uh, it's definitely been on hold because the kit that I want and some of the things that I want are from uh, Latvia and Poland, and the shipping is insane right now. So I'm just kind of, you know, I've I've got um, vinyl that I'm going to be vinyl wrapping the car, and you know, I'm just going to do a couple other cosmetic things to make it look better, to not make it not look like a potato, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I don't I don't want to say what my dream car is right now until, like, I've driven the full spectrum. No, Maybe I need cool. to do, like, more driving events in other people's cars. <laughs> that's fair. Um, do you, Would you ever consider, like, competing? Yes. Um, I really want to tandem more. Um, I The thing is, like, I'm tandeming a lot in, you know, Assetto Corsa, but I haven't in real life. Um, I'm trying to learn the techniques of like when to bail, like how to follow somebody that maybe isn't, you know, driving the best line or how do you, you know, mitigate any sort of damage, like that kind of thing. Uh, so I don't feel confident to say for sure until I have an experience, but it's definitely looking that way. I definitely want to. I mean, I don't have experience in much in doing tandems, but I've seen you, the videos of you playing the game, and I heard that it's easier in person, so I think you'll, I think you'll be fine. Really? Okay, yeah, it's terrifying, you know, going out there and doing something, like, I'm still doing some things for the first time, like, in real life, drifting, and I'm just like, is this going to be how it is in The Sim? And it's kind of terrifying, but mostly it ends up just totally fine. Yeah, I mean, obviously the consequences are different of, like, sim driving in real life. Tandeming, mm-hmm. but you know yeah. thank God. <laughs> you can't just back to pits like <laughs> i would have died so many times yeah i'm trying not to back to pits so much in a seto because i'm i am trying to practice avoidance and like how do you you know get out alive <laughs> yeah um because that that kind of stuff I, I feel does correlate a little bit at least the, the technique i mean it really depends on how your car is set up versus what you're driving what car pack you're driving in a seto but you know um i still think it's important to uh to have an idea oh the, um you guys normally ask like what what's i don't know how to word it but like what do you recommend as like a thing for drifting maybe it's like a mod or something oh right? yeah well we were just curious like what you would recommend for people trying to look to be bumped up in in a group i think the one thing because like your, your car can be set up 
so differently and like technically you can do a lot of things like you could technically drift like an automatic car like I've seen it happen I really didn't think that was possible but I've seen it now um and you know you don't technically need a handbrake you technically don't need a lot of things but um just bring a tire pressure gauge uh I feel like to um battle less with your car and however you have it set up I feel like having that knowledge uh with your tires uh your tire compound and what pressure you need to be set at I think that goes a long way yeah I think tires are one of the most important things yeah honestly with tire pressure I've seen some people have like the difference between a really good run or a really bad run literally just because of tire yeah. pressure mm-hmm. and it's insane what a difference that makes mm-hmm um, yeah, definitely good, good compound too. That helps. I mean, it really depends on how your car is set up. So like if you're low power and you have like a lot of grip, it might be, you know, you might be battling with the car a little bit, you know, it depends. What is your favorite and least favorite thing about the drift community? On it, like <laughs> drift kitchen is the best thing. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. I love you guys. I know. We're so much. I, know. <laughs> I came in to drifting, and I was scared to be honest with you. And I saw Alexis out there fucking shredding at uh, English Town, and I was just like, "That's so cool." And I saw her car, and I was really like, you know, I, I'm shy, I'm nervous, and stuff, and I didn't want to meet her and stuff. I was kind of like avoiding. I was such her a, a jerk to you when <gasps> when uh, we met. I was I saw such her, a yeah. jerk. <laughs> Lauren, you're a fucking monster. Yeah. What did you do? No, no, Lauren will tell you. Lauren will tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. So I um we had just bought an enclosed trailer and we didn't check to see if all the tires were fine under load. It was fine when it was empty, but when the car was under load, like we were just flat tire after flat tire. One even blew. So we were, you know. <laughs> swapping out you know flat tire for like not as flat tire and like just trying to figure something out and uh we ended up being like three hours late to thompson and uh and yeah i was just like i'm so sorry like i missed the driver's meeting can i still drive and she's like no go home (laughs) so you were having a terrible day and alexis made it worse i'm like dude you can't do that i'm like you learn to think you're serious (laughs) Kim, and you photographed, I think, that moment, too. You were just like, oh, hell yeah, this E30 is so cool. And you were, like, taking a picture of it. And, like, I'm, like, pointing at the track with Alexis. And I'm like, but I need I'll it all right here. I'll have to frame that and then send it to you on your birthday <laughs> so that you remember all the good memories you've had it's at Drift Kitchen. Moment. And it's, it's funny now because now I know your, um, your demeanor, Alexis. I know that you wouldn't just be like, no, fuck you. But at the same time, like, it's it's really funny. Yeah, she's, it's funny, too, because you're, like, she's so small. And you're so like, tall. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, Alexis just, like, ripping you and your asshole on a bad day. And yeah, like, and I'm just, like, a giraffe and a half, just, like, <laughs> on the verge of tears. Like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry. And Alexis is going to head back to that event, you know? No, I think oh, she did to uh, Marissa Bates. Yeah, I do it to everybody. <laughs> to throw them off guard. So it was really funny. Taylor's so nice, but like Alexis, know, she's like the neatest. <laughs> it's like good. I don't. I only talk to Taylor. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll try that again. 
maybe instead of like, oh, I missed the driver's meeting, I'm going to go talk to Taylor. She's nicer. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They think that. They think she's nicer. She'll do the same thing. She's even worse. I don't know. She threw shovels at us. Oh, my God. We're always going to bring that up. It never happened, but it's funny to pretend it did. Uh, As a female in both the car scene and gaming community, do you see any parallels? Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So uh, it it helps to know that Tyler and I are both video game developers, and we also got into drifting at the same time. Um, Whether or not we're talking about drifting or or video game development or just any video games that are out there, um, people will talk to both of us but only being directing the conversation at Tyler for some reason and you know I'll put my two cents in there and stuff and Tyler will try to bring me into the conversation because he's a saint you know and he sees this happening and it's just like you know my girlfriend's the video game developer just like me but I, I don't know I just don't feel like I'm taking it seriously in the industry it's it's um definitely taken seriously and I don't have to deal with as much like harassment and stupid shit that people are allowed to say you know just on their own because they don't have the consequence of being fired or not but um yeah I mean it's definitely a male dominated industry in video games same with drifting um I felt like you know when I first got out there I was you know making a huge stink whenever people would say some stuff that was not you know productive towards um incorporating women and drifting and and video games but I found out that you know making a a name for yourself and just kind of like showing um showing them that you absolutely can drift and can make video games that that kind of puts your name out there and separate from oh that's Tyler's girlfriend who also drifts that's Tyler's girlfriend who also makes video games you know like my name is actually Lauren now like there was this guy at local events that I swear to God, I met him like 10 different times. And it's always because he wanted to talk to Tyler, but it wasn't until like the level up event where I got a group and he was out there like asking, he's just like, is that Tyler there? And Tyler was standing right next to him. He's like, no dude, that's my girlfriend. So it's like, oh, what, what's her name again? It's like, are you kidding me? Oh. <laughs> but now he knows my name. So there you go. It's sad that you had to like work for it like that in comparison to like maybe how they were super quick with Tyler and like you kind of had to earn a level of respect. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, some people don't realize they're doing it and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but there are some things that you do. Like I have gotten before, like, I don't know if I even should say this. It's actually kind of gross. So there's not very many women in games. And at my first job, we, I don't know why, but they decided to rearrange all of our desks and all of the women were sitting together this guy comes over and he legit asks us if we now get our like menstrual cycle the same time because we're sitting next to each other. I was like, bro, you don't say that. I know. It's like, that's like you going up to their table and being like, I don't know. Do your dicks all get hard at the same (laughs) time? Like, that is so weird. Like, why are you asking about? Why are you thinking you about that? Yeah. It's like, we're not talking about anything below the belt here, sir. Like, yeah, and that that being said, I mean, 24 hours later, he wasn't working at our studio. So I'm I'm just gonna say that you know they they don't deal with that kind of uh, harassment and stuff. And um, I do feel like you know women in games uh, is very important, and they're you know um, 
they're more looking for the female perspective now than ever because they see where, where they had been lacking in the past. And I do feel like there's, you know, some very good growth happening in that, in that industry. I wasn't love, happening before. I do love video games. I know all three of us love video games. Taylor is all about her Super Mario. Alexis, Super Zelda. Me, I, I try and stay, like, I do, like, Call of Duty and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. it's one of those things where we can't pretend, like, women in video games aren't, like, these ridiculous portions and it's super funny. And, like, I don't know. That's why I was kind of like, ooh, you're a girl in gaming. It's probably pretty hilarious that you're, like, make the boobs bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying that, like, uh, I don't think I heard you right. You are saying that... All the People. female characters and like these video games are always oh. yeah, it's just super funny. I mean, don't get me wrong, I watch anime, so like I'm like whatever about it. Yeah, you know, I go either way about it. Um, but uh I will bring up the example of Lara Croft and Tomb Raider, how they've made her a lot more natural, like in Crystal Dynamics, um you know, revamp um their their latest series that they came out with and a lot of people are outraged but I'm over here just like I find her like so much more attractive because I can actually like picture her as a real person and she's very relatable to me you know yeah. no I completely agree yeah uh speaking of video games are there any coming up that you are looking forward to for 2021 now that the the patch for Cyber 70, uh, 2077 is coming out cyberpunk I did not say that right but um that one's definitely on my Steam list. Um, yeah, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima right now. Uh, that one is really awesome. Um, yeah, other than that, there there's some other ones. I mean, I, I could probably go on, but um, yeah, mostly I'm just sim driving for session-based games, so... Well, one of my uh, 2021 goals is to get a sim once uh, Manny and I get our house. So hopefully we can uh, do some tandems on a Seto. Yeah, definitely let me know. Um, I drift pretty much solely in a Seto Corsa, but, um, you know, I do play a dirt rally. Is it play or drive? I never know because it's like a simulator, but it's also a game. <laughs> um but Dirt Rally, Project Cars, um, I don't have iRacing anymore. Is there, uh, like, yeah. a gamer tag that, like, other people who might be listening can find you? I pretty much go by Love Thy Neighbors for everything. It's just stuck for whatever <laughs> reason. So unless that's taken, like, instead um, of course, I go by Love Thy Neighbors. Yeah. Right. Um Sorry. Sorry, Kim just. I almost <laughs> lost my cake pop, man. And they no. so funny. I caught it. I caught it. I caught it once it hit the table. <laughs> Table's clean, I think. It's funny though because I was trying not to laugh earlier because like I got a Grubhub delivered, and like you know how they show you the driver. I was going to ask Manny if he could go get it because the driver looked like a fucking serial killer. Oh my God. And I was no. like, oh, I'm not getting it. But then Taylor sent him to his death and didn't even warn him. So it worked out pretty good. Mm -hmm. Manny can handle himself, though. He's mm -hmm. good. Um, all right. So I guess for the last question that we have is you drift, create video games. You've got your own business doing doggy style racing. How do you balance your life? Um, 
I heard a really good quote the other day that um, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And that is really important for me because I have a lot of hobbies. I have a lot of things that I could be interested in. And I kind of just be like, you know what, do I have the time for that right now? You know, and I just kind of like put that in the back of my mind and not necessarily just say it's never going to happen. But, um, you know, when you're really passionate about something, you kind of make time for that. Um, but you just have to schedule around what, what else you're doing. So like, for example, you know, I took some time out of the video game industry to work on my own small business. Cause there's a lot, like I, I commend you for what you guys do because I really had no idea. I mean, I knew it was going to be a lot, but there's a lot. Um, so, uh, taking time out to really, you know, research everything and, um, have a good basis before getting back in the industry. And now I'm at a point, um, where I'm ready to get back in the industry now, now that my business is sustainable, sustainable, um, you know, and I actually have a, um, interview tomorrow with an indie studio that I'm really, really excited about. So I don't want to jinx it. I don't talk too much about it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's freaking exciting already. You're, sounds like 2021 is already going pretty good for you. I know. I mean, it's a country. It's like you know, yeah. It's, not it's seven days. I was just like, oh, our seven day free trial of 2021 is up, and I'd like to cancel. But you know, personally, like it's it's been going pretty well. Yeah, I was gonna say if it's going well on a smaller scale, that's okay. <laughs> no, I hope we get to see you this year. I know. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, I cannot wait for the the vaccine. I don't want to hold my breath because, you know, obviously we're all luckily in uh, younger people that probably won't be, you know, too affected by it. I mean, I assume that we're all healthy and such, but, um, but yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, well, here's, to see you. here's to a much better year than 2020. God, I hope so. I think it'll be great. Mm. Yeah. We'll see. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. I'm so honored. Thank you for having me here. Like, I started with you guys, and, like, I'm going to keep driving with you guys till the very end, like, if there is one end of me, maybe. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm so, so honored. Like, I, I just started drifting, like, not too long ago, so this is crazy for me. Thank you. Well, you've got a lot of stuff going on and it's pretty awesome to see. And I want to see your business be super, super successful because it's such a cool, unique idea. And like, really for anyone who's listening, like go check out Dog Style Racing. They're, she's got some awesome, awesome products. Yep. Um, you guys are amazing for the support. Thank you. I feel um, the love. You can find her Instagram. The Doggy Style Racing is at doggystyle.racing. And yes. Alexa said, doggystyleracing.com. And they are definitely adorable and durable, I'd say. Yeah. I didn't know you made them, you hand made them either. So, that, or hand sewn them. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, either. with an industrial machine. But yeah, I do technically, like I, I buy all the hardware individually and the webbing straps. So, and sew all the, the patches on and stuff. So. so, this is a side question. Do you ever plan on doing like dog bowls and stuff like that too? I would love to. Yeah. I actually wanted to ask you guys how, how you go about like screen printing and, you know, other types of mediums that um, you guys are looking into doing. Um, but yeah, definitely screen printing. I'm getting into vinyl. I have a vinyl cutter uh, for, you know, 
slaps. I also would like to be more involved with an actual uh, rescue to some um, extent. I mean, I'm not making like crazy amounts of money with this like whatsoever right now, but maybe just volunteer time and maybe kind of get the word out for their dogs that, that are adoptable. You know, there's a lot of different avenues that I want to explore with doggy style, but um, yeah, I'm starting out small right now. <laughs> Drifting for Kittens. She works with shelters, right? Yeah, you Sammy. might want to hit up Sammy uh, yeah. from Drifting for Kittens um, because she might be able to direct you to um, certain shelters or yeah. um, different places totally. that you might be able to team up with. There is a super cool um, shelter down near Coda, actually, and it's called Rally Rescue. And uh, Fielding Shredder actually told me about it, and he was just like, hey, you should, you should, you know, ask Dave, who's the guy who runs um, Rally Ready and Fielding's their, um, uh, their top driving instructor there right now and, um, and uh, see what I can do with that because that also incorporates like dogs and cars. So I'm just like, oh my God, how have I not seen this sooner? This is amazing, you know. And I'm actually able to volunteer there too because I've been trying to volunteer with a, another local shelter and it's just been, um, they won't allow me in the building. Like all I can do is drop treats off that I buy for them and it's just like you guys I want to help yeah and I just want to pet them <laughs> <laughs> yeah so a lot of things coming but we'll, we'll see how it all plays out you know the one thing I learned from 2020 is don't just like expect too much but also just like take it day by day you know and be happy about the little things the little wins you can't be hard on yourself at a time like this yeah yeah it's easier said than done right <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say, but thank you, Lauren. You guys can uh, find Lauren on Instagram at love thy neighbors. And or pretty much anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I love thy neighbors. Like she said, love thy neighbors. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Lauren. I appreciate Thank you for it. having me. Thank you. All right. We'll talk later. Bye. 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 Good. Oh, Kimberly. More. What? Moore's Weekly Wisdom. Yeah. yeah. More weekly wisdom this week is just to follow through with your goals. Um, you're the only one stopping you. Yeah, that's true. I stop me all the time. But thank you guys for listening to us talk about whatever pops into our heads. And thank you to Lauren for being on today's episode and everything. Uh, definitely check her out. Uh, you guys got anything? Uh, no, I just want to say if uh, you have any suggestions for anyone you want to hear on our show, feel free to reach out to us, uh, as well as if you have any other topics that you want to hear from us. Taylor? See you <laughs> next Tuesday. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys. <laughs>